Well, good morning to all of our friends that are online this morning. Hello, online friends. How wonderful it is to have you with us today uh, to be able to sing and to hear uh, an amazing message and pray and uh, to receive communion together today. So if you are at home, uh, don't forget, uh, grab yourself some bread or some crackers, some juice, whatever works for you, uh, and uh, bring that into wherever you're watching the video today. And we're, uh, we're going to receive communion together as a family, as a community. How grateful we are that you're here with us, whether you're here with us live on Facebook, on YouTube, ccmonline.org, or even on the podcast later on this week. We greet you and we say good morning to you. Hear these words of life from Jesus in John 10, 10, 6 through 10 in the message version. Jesus told this simple story, but they had no idea what he was talking about. So he tried again. I'll be explicit then. I am the gate for the sheep. All those others are up to no good. Sheep rustlers, every one of them. (laughs) But the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will go freely in and out and find pasture. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Let's say this together, everybody. Jesus, give give us real and eternal life, more and better than we ever dreamed of. God, we are seeking a life that is full, not just of things to do, places to go, or people to see. We want a life that is full of goodness, love, impact, beauty, wisdom, courage, joy, power, and peace. Jesus, give Give us real and eternal life, more and better than we ever dreamed. Sometimes we get to the end of our day and wonder if something is missing. We do what we must, but wish that something could change. We feel the longing for a life that is full of love, kindness, passion, and purpose. Jesus, give us real and eternal life, more and better than we ever dreamed. We look at our neighbors who need healing, and we want to be able to do more. We feel the longing longing for a world where we all have enough. We pray today for people suffering from loss due to Hurricane Ian, the war in Ukraine, our brothers and sisters in Haiti, and those who live in poverty in our own communities. We also pray for the the ones we love who need more and better life, including... God... We trust you to bring us lives of abundance and transformation in a world that wires us for survival. Jesus, Jesus, give give us real and eternal life, more and better than we ever dreamed. We do not want to watch time go by as we wait for something to change. We anticipate your goodness and want to live our lives around partnering with you. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom, 
teach us to structure our life around our expectation that you will bring us and our neighbors the transformation we need. Jesus, you are our teacher, and we want to live our lives with love, grace, and freedom that you have showed us. Jesus, give us real and eternal life, more and better than we ever dreamed. Well, as we get ready and we're preparing our hearts with that prayer to receive communion, I just want to invite you to receive this today in whichever way you feel like you can most connect with both God and community. So maybe you're already around a table and uh, you want to just kind of look at each other and uh, have this meal together. And if you're not at a table and you want to just kind of turn your chairs a little bit or just in a ways that you can feel like you're part of community, or if you're like me and you're still being careful uh, to, to remain healthy and safe and you want to stay right by yourself, that's good too. Know that we're still, all of us are surrounding one another in a spirit of community and in family. So whichever way you can best receive this communion today, whichever way you can Think of yourselves as being around the table that Jesus was at because Jesus is with us here at whatever real or imagined table we are at, knowing that Jesus is with us today. And so we're here together as a community being transformed by the Holy Spirit, created by God, loved by Christ, and led by the Holy Spirit. So. If you haven't already done so and want to take off the little crinkly top, let's go ahead and do that. Let's just remove the bread, the wafer. And let's just hold it in our hands and think about it as the same little bit of materials, of, of yeast, of, of water, of flour that was part of the meal that Jesus had. And think about Jesus being with his friends are the friends of Jesus as well. And as we hold it in our hands, we're reminded that as they were eating, Jesus took the bread and blessed it, broke it, gave it to the disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body. And whenever we do this, we do this in remembrance of all that Jesus has done for us. And can we say together, Jesus, we remember you. Jesus, we remember you. And let's take the bread together. And let's go ahead and open the cup whenever you're ready. You know, and as different as this might feel to be holding a plastic cup, know that just the things that we do together are the things that are meaningful. And so this, in whatever way it's meaningful to you, we do this in remembrance of Jesus. And so we know that Jesus also took the cup and held it up, blessed that cup, passed it around and gave it to them saying, drink of it. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remissions of sin. 
drink this together. We do this in remembrance of Jesus. And so we say together, Jesus, we remember you. Let's sing. Love you all so much. Grateful that you're here. Grateful for those that are online. It is all, Claire and I have been out of town for several days and then we got back, but it is always so good. How many would agree with this feeling? This is so true for Claire and I. It is always so good to be home. I mean, it is, no matter how fabulous it is wherever we have ever been, there really is no place like home. It's true. In the Wizard of Oz, what they said, we just received that. It's the truth. I affirm that movie statement. Anyway, welcome. If you're new here, um, we've got a new kind of cool thing you'll notice on your table. There's a a URL symbol. If you want any information about the church or about giving or anything, you can just kind of take a picture. It's like, you know, if you go to a restaurant, how you can do that, take your phone out. And any information you might be curious about, you can get that off of the website. If you need any further information, uh, back in the corner at the kiosk there, Next Steps kiosk, you can just have a conversation with Kathleen and her team, somebody on her team, and uh, they can fill you in on any specific questions you might have. Um, So make sure you do that. We welcome you. If you're new here or you're new online, we welcome you. We, We bless you. Uh, trust us, we pray for you, uh, even if you don't know us uh, and we don't know you. Uh, we, we know how to pray for those that are uh, possibly becoming our friends or who may never be our friends, but somehow your life is certainly important to us. Amen? Hey, tomorrow night is Food Pantry, so if, yeah, let's hear for Food Pantry. So if you've never been around here on a Monday, second Monday of every month, this turns into kind of a grocery store uh, idea, and we serve uh, those that are short on food and some different resources every second Monday. If you'd like to help out, we'd love to have you uh, help out. Um, You can get the details. Um, The time isn't there, but I want to say if you could be here anytime from 4.30 on, if you want to help out, that would be great, or if you know somebody that has a need, Uh, Just send them on over, or you can talk to somebody at the Next Steps kiosk, and they'll help you out with that at the end of service. But I wanted to remind everybody, uh, if at the end of service, we will be transforming this room uh, into what uh, becomes our food pantry kind of slash grocery. I don't want to call it a store because we're not charging anybody for anything, but we want to change this into an environment of blessing our friends and just be in a community together. Sound good? 
all right? So if you can help out with that, it usually only takes us about 15 minutes, literally. And this room is transformed. If you're new and you want to do that, just kind of follow what happens. Because at this point, we got enough people that know what's going on. Uh, just kind of gra start grabbing things and follow people and it'll all work out. Trust me, it's safe. Um, anyway, a couple of cool things coming up. Enneagram uh, workshop will be Saturday, October 29th, 9.30 to 12.30. Claire and I are going to be teaching on the Enneagram. You guys, if uh, the, what Claire and I were talking about it this morning, we're going to really um, pay attention to the way each person's wired and help each one of us with different spiritual practices. Don't you know that the person sitting next to you is a little different than you, right? And they may, reson may resonate with a certain way of praying. They may be singing a lot louder than you're comfortable with. You know, there's all those dynamics going on, right? But we want to help you all uh, in how God's created you live into the spiritual practices that will be most helpful for you. So you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, if you need any more information, you can check that out on the website. Again, you can go to your URL code. And we wanted you to set aside uh, uh, for the women a day of self-care Saturday. This is going to be November 12th, so mark that on your calendars. That will be 10 a.m. to noon. Self-care Saturday, that is our daughter's birthday, November 12th. Happy birthday, Sarah. She's upstairs working hard. She's awesome. I'd tell you how old she is, but that wouldn't be good. Uh, anyway, I mean, it is good how old she is, but it wouldn't be good for the dad to tell you how old. That's her business, right? If you want to ask her how old she'll be on November 12th, don't tell her. I told you to ask her. All right? So anyway, um, we're going to receive, we're going to just pray over the offering. And I, I love this moment in the service uh, for so many reasons, but one is because I love how um, it, it's at this place. We took communion together, right? That has this amazing place of us coming into agreement together around what is most important. That Jesus went to a cross for all of us, every one of us, died there, resurrected from the dead, and offered this grace-like reign to each and every one of us, right? When we, re when, we, when we practice our giving, one of the things that we're doing is we're paying attention to those that are really hurting financially and struggling maybe in their career or wondering as a young person, what am I going to do uh, in my future? And there's so much of that going on, right? So we remember that. It's a place for us all to be generous and to ask God, what might we do? What might God be asking us to do? Uh, and so into the kingdom work that's going on. Your giving will do something here locally. It'll do something at this church. It'll do something in this region. It will touch Haiti. It will do things that go beyond what we even hope for. And it will pay the bill for tomorrow night to help our friends. So this is such a beautiful place of celebration. Just think of how God provides for us as a church as we give into the offering. So if you're in the room and you want to give, there's baskets up front. Uh, you can go to the church website, and there's a giving portal there if you want to give online. Uh, also, you can just text to 84321. 
and just kind of follow the prompts and you can text that way. But this becomes the place where God gives us these practical things to give and something powerful and tangible and miraculous happens in our lives and the lives of everyone else. So God, even as we uh, take this offering today, for your glory, we pray for our friends that are hurting. We make that the priority. Help us to be people that are generous. I'm reminded of Acts chapter 2, 42 through 46, and this whole environment in the early church of people selling things and giving things and people that were without being, their needs were being met. Let, let this church, let Crossroads Church be that kind of place where we see the miraculous power and provision of Jesus and the Holy Spirit day in and day out. We ask for that. So help us, God, to be generous people. We give cheerfully and we give with joy and we're so grateful um, that you have been generous with us. Let us be generous with your kingdom and with one another. In Jesus' name, amen. So as you're giving, I also want to so let's, let's go ahead and give. And as you're giving, we want to just bless the children as they head upstairs. Let's hear it for our kids as they head upstairs today. And let's bless, Lord, we bless our team, our children's team that are working with our kids, helping them to know God, to, to live into their life in God, and to be blessed. We bless all of our workers upstairs in Jesus' name. Amen. Go get them, kids. Well, I'm glad to see you all and um, missed you a lot. I don't know if you realize this, but um, Scott and I have been skipping church a lot lately and, uh, and, and getting to join online and hear the voices, this multivocal approach. So can we thank all the people that are a part of the voice of God to us and all the ways we've been hearing and um, we're in this core series and everybody, what is at your core? What's at the core of you? And so one of the things that we know is that the truest thing about us is that we are hidden in Christ with God. That is the truest thing, not your best success and not your worst day. The truest thing about you is that you are hidden in Christ with God. This is your core. Can you all say amen? Amen. Can I hear you say amen again? Yeah, this is your core. And sometimes it's harder to believe. You know, I was made in the image of God. Sometimes I've lost the likeness. That's funny. Y'all might want to know that. That I'll tell you every time I tell a joke so that you know when to laugh. But we're going to talk about a few core questions that shouldn't go away. How's your life working for you right now? Is your hair on fire? <laughs> right? Are you are you exhausted? Are you exhilarated? You know, what is your life right now? No judgment here. We notice without judgment because God did not send God's own son into the world to condemn the world, friends. So what we are saying right now is, oh, God, you already know this. I think I'll pay attention with you. My hair is on fire. And uh, that's a true statement. I do feel a little bit like hair on fire uh, the last few days, and I, I'm working on it. I needed some of that holy water to put it out today. Are you living your best life, the life that God intended before the foundations of the world, where uh, the, the scripture tells us that you are a spoken forth word 
of God. Breathe that in. Before the foundations of the world, this is in the original Greek, you were a spoken forth word of God. And God, as my mother always said, God don't make no junk. And then a good question is, am I seeing God in all things, on mountains and valleys and fire and water? And some of you might say, well, I'm sight impaired. And so let's talk about the real definition of seeing. Um, my dear friend, uh, Marge Aubrey, who's already gone home to be with the Lord, in her 90s, she had macular degeneration. And she told me that while she couldn't see outwardly, her inner eyesight increased. And so there is an eye of the heart that each of us possess, even if we don't have a pillar by night and a cloud by day. I mean, don't you wish you were part of the Israelites that you could have seen that cool stuff, right? Or maybe not. Anyway, I don't know if I want to go back there. But I do know that there's something that many times we're looking for God on the outside of us. And yet the truest thing about us is that God lives and moves and has being right here at your core. And sometimes we need to close our eyes and go inside to discover what God might want us to see on this very day. So are you finding God in all things? I don't know. We all have a way, a rule, a rhythm of life, the way we work and play and give and worship and rest and entertain ourselves. We all have that. All of us have a way of life. We might not think that we have a rule of life, or any, but you do. You have a rule of life, but sometimes we need to go inside and take a look. Now, I love this little sloth because this sloth isn't trying to be an elephant. <laughs> this sloth is not trying to be a cougar. This sloth is laying on its back, feeding itself. <laughs> and all the nines in, on the Enneagram said, amen. I mean, look at this. This is exactly how God created this creature. The creature is not trying to be a bird, a dog, a cheetah. You don't actually have to have the, the, um, the volume. I'm going to narrate. This sloth is being a sloth to glorify God. Eating slow, right? I read somewhere, don't know if it's true, I'm not a zoologist, but, but sloths uh, have been known to take 30 minutes to eat one green bean. Ba -da 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 -da. Feeling groovy. Come on, singers. Ba -da 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 -da. Mm -hmm. Okay, easy like Sunday morning. Ah, right? Or what is it, Scott? What's your favorite easy song? Take it easy. P okay, how does that go? I got a easy feeling, and I know you won't let me down, but I'm eating this green bean for 30 minutes, laying on the ground. I just made that up. I should be a songwriter. 
Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, but she can't take you anywhere. You don't already know how to go. Okay, anyway. So what we know is that if we can actually see who we are, we can bring our true selves to God and live in the glory of God. All the way around the, uh, the auditorium are pictures, and we're going to have a little Visio Divina. I don't know if Ron can come back. You don't have to, or Don or somebody, but if one of you could come back. And we're going to walk around and bring your phone and if there is a picture that could describe your life right now, not the life you want it to be, not the life it was six months ago or before COVID, but this is called Visio Divina. Now, if you are online, I want you to walk around your house and look for an image that tells you what your life is like right now. I already have an image in my mind of my dirty bedroom with suitcases open and things straight. That is my life right now. And I can pretend that my life is a peaceful, easy feeling, but it is not. So I want to be with God with what is true right now. So look inside. If you, you know, if you're here, if you're uh, visually impaired, look inside and ask God to give you an image of what your life is like right now. If you're at home, go in the kitchen and look in the sink. And be honest about what your life is like right now, right? With no judgment, we're just saying, God, show me the image of my life. And those of you who'd like to start to walk all the way around with your phone, take a picture of the image that is like your life. And at the end of the service, you'll be able to come and pick it up. But for now, you're just going to take a picture because there might be somebody else that sees their life in that same way. So we're going to take about three minutes. We're going to walk this way, everybody. We're going to have one flow of traffic so that you can be with this practice of seeing your life as it is. What is your life like right now? Is it like a pool that is so still? Or is it like a hurricane? Is your life like a cluttered desk? Or is everything you have in a box? And we can just be honest with God and say, hmm, that's interesting. We, if we are a sloth today, be all that. We can only glorify God by being who we are, not who we aren't. Don't overthink it. You're going to say, oh, I can't choose that one until I see every one of them. No, if it comes up, and it's like, oh, that is my life right now. Look at, look at Deb Potter. She saw it. She came. She saw. She conquered and sat down. Just guess what, what personality style my friend Deb is, right? She, she knew in her gut, that's, that's me. Allow yourself to notice your life with the gaze of God. Like God is not saying, shame on you that your life is a blown-up suitcase right now, Claire. God is with me in my blown-up suitcase, right? If you see yourself in a picture that that shows you as um, alone uh, and, and you're feeling that way, don't be afraid to own your life right now. Don't be afraid to be with God right here, right now. 
allow yourself to be yourself, holy and dearly loved. A spoken forth word of God before the foundations of the earth. At home, if you walk in and you see maybe your closet is overfilled and God's talking to you about your closet today. Or maybe God's talking to you about the oil on the floor in the garage from your car. Maybe there's something to hear from God about the trees that are letting go. Maybe your life is found in the field right now. I know that Karen had a Visio Divina last night. She was out at their farm, and she sent me a picture of the moon. She said, look at the moon, right? And so whatever image is coming alive for you, let let God be with you around the reality of your life. No shame, no guilt, no fear. No shame, no guilt, no fear. Just God and you saying, oh, that could be, that could be. Do we have another pianist so Ron can go look and you can take over? Who else plays piano? Who else plays? Oh, I thought you raised your hand, Shauna. Who else plays piano? Any pianists in the room? Anybody, can you play Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? Don, you get to go down. Don't you love that our musicians are so selfless, but we don't want them to be? We want them to also get to be a part. So if you're online or later, if you want to send us a note and tell us what you chose in your house to help reflect your life, that'd be cool. If you don't want to tell anybody, that'll be cool. Just you and God. But I do recommend that you do this kind of a practice in community some way that you show someone or you tell someone, hey, this is 
someone you trust that you can be safe to tell your story to. Here's my life right now. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with wicked or stand in the way of sinners, take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. Does anybody know what the law of the Lord is? With all your soul, right? With all your mind, all your strength. And the second is like it, to love your as yourself, right? Those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his law day and night, that person's like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit, say it with me, in season, and whose leaf does not wither, except for in the fall when it's supposed to turn colors and drop off, right? And so someone wrote a great poem about the thing about autumn that we love is that it's a season we get to learn to let go so that we can make space for more. There are people who have a way of life. Some people call it a rule of life. Who likes rules? Some of you are rule followers. Come on, I want us to raise your hands high. Mm -hmm. And some of you like the term rhythm of life. Anybody like rhythm? You're more into the whole rhythm idea. And some of us like the term way of life. Um, the Quakers have a great saying, way open, way closes. And so there's always a way, but sometimes it's closing, and sometimes it's opening. We all have a way of life with our work, relationships, finances, entertainment, work, play, rest. I mean, we make sure we get Netflix every month because I need to watch Call the Midwife. It's, a, it's an addiction. I confess before Almighty God and you, my brothers and sisters, <laughs> right? So option one when we have a rule of life is you can live by default or on automatic and here's what a Salvation Army officer said to us this week. Just keep doing what you do, and you'll keep getting what you got. So there's a thought. So the Salvation Army officers of Canada, the Ontario Division, invited Scott and I to come and teach them for the week and two more times in the next nine months a new way of life. Rhythms and practices, and not that we're going to tell them the way, but, you know, for those of you who've been around our book a little bit, it actually opens you up to your way. What way is opening for you? What way is closing for you? Have you ever been there? Like, there were times in your life where this had you fully alive and enjoying God, and then all of a sudden, the water dried up. Am I preaching to anybody? Are you with me? Is it true? Like, there were times it's like, oh, yeah, I was fully alive, and then you go, I, if I never do that again. I'll be happy. So we don't want to live on automatic or by default around a way of life. We want to have a way of life that works. Can we all say, let's have a way of life that works? Yeah. Oh, please, Jesus. Blessed of the one who is, that doesn't walk in the way of the wicked or stand in the way the sinners take. And I want to define sin as our egoic, sinful, compulsive, automatic, unconscious habits that lead us in the never-lasting way, right? Never-lasting. Like, they can even be joyful for a minute, but it's a never-lasting way. There's stuff, you know, when, when I was a young person and I used to overdo it with substances before the age of my 19th birthday, it was a never-lasting way for me. It was not helpful, right? 
but we're not talking about that today. That'll be another day. The way of the wicked leads to destruction. I mean, there are ways that if we get caught in perfectionism or we become a doormat or a machine or envious or detached or fear-based or have no limits at all, are hard-nosed or numbed out, we will not be leading in the everlasting way. So I don't know if you can pick your own way of getting in your way, but mine is when I start acting like a machine. And I don't think I'm human and need a rest. So you know who you are, and God is there with you. And I can say it out loud because it was the grace of God that freed me from fear, right? I know God's not standing over me, shaming me, making me feel guilty, or wanting me to be afraid. So, amen. And then there's option two, God's law. Love God, neighbor, self. Your best life comes from your core. Finding God in all things in this inner temple, this inner sanctuary. Love that, that, uh, that scripture that invites us to go into our prayer closet and shut the door. It's really about coming in here and shut, shutting the door. And being able to find God here in my real crazy blown up suitcase life and letting God be with me in love. So there's a little video that I wanted to show you today, but we're not going to, and um, unless someone waves at me and says, oh, yes, we are. Oh, no, we're not. And so um, this beautiful video that, video that our friend Shard Dillon, so Dr. Shard Dillon is our dear friend, and she came to teach in the School of Spiritual Direction yesterday. So she brought to us this way uh, to train people who want to be helping professionals who listen who listen to their own lives and the lives of other people. And so she showed this beautiful little clip of the dad and his little boy that were sitting on the couch. <laughs> and the, the little boy is like two, and he's not saying anything, but he's going like this. And then the dad goes, yeah, I get it, right? And they just go back and forth in this way of feeling each other, hearing each other, that if you would say, are they speaking in tongues right now, right? I, cannot, I can understand about a quarter of it, but they were communicating well because they saw each other in love. So it really didn't matter that the words weren't right, you know? I always, I, I always love that our grandchildren say things wrong, you know, that they don't get the quotes right, they don't get the words right. Um, Kathleen and Sean's little Marissa used to sing, Jesus, butter up my soul right? And instead of in him we live, Sarah used to sing, Henry lives. You know, and so Henry probably lives too, but it was in him we live. And, and the point was that they were communicating love and joy. It didn't matter that the words didn't match because God hears us at a soul level. God sees us in our lives. See, the Lord watches over the way from Psalm 1. Your best life at the core is the truth about you. And as Nelson Mandela says it, your inherent greatness. 
One of the things he said in his inaugural speech was, human beings can't bear the burden of their own inherent greatness. Like, we believe more that's been put upon us and said about us, and the last difficult relationship or the last getting fired or the, the greatest success that we aren't really aware of the inherent greatness that's on the inside of each of us. The early church way of life, you know, they, they had an idea about to live in the way together. They wanted to share everything just like we're about to do tomorrow. We're cleaning the room up, setting up. There is a sharing together. They're filled with awe. They met together. They had glad, glad and sincere hearts. But, you know, friends, I want to say many times the reason we can't belong to each other is we haven't belonged to ourselves first and known the depth of God's love for us. So the way of life, I think the reason that I've loved church all my life, and as one of our psychotherapists said to us, I can't believe you still love the church after all these years. It's true. That was at 25. We're now at 31. And um, he said, I can't believe you still love the church after all these years. And I want to say to all of you who still love it, I can't believe you still love the church after all these years. Well, I'll tell you what happens is, is because if you are with people, if you are together in love, you know, my best friends go to this church, my very best friends, the people I want to do life with, the people I want to go to funerals with, the people that I want to go to dinner with. I have those people in my life. And I want to say there is a way of life that works and there's a way of life that doesn't work. And so how would we like to arrange our life? for spiritual transformation. This is our core value at Crossroads, is the journey of transformation. We don't believe that you are what you are and that's all you are and it's all you're ever going to be. You're, you're like that and you're going to die like that. We believe that God is a transformer more than meets the eye. Amen? Yeah, I, you're, look at that. There's some people today who are so happy about that. Right? Because there's some days I'm more aware of my need for transformation. I was belting out the line, I need you more. I need you more today. I mean, that was a true, uh, a true song for me. And so you look at the early uh, church and others before, the way they pr prayed and worked and gave, the way they arranged their life to be in a relationship with God. You know, Sarah and Abraham, they got up and went. Moses, Miriam, and Aaron, uh, the prophet says, I gave you Moses, Miriam, and Aaron to be your leaders. The early church in Acts 2.42 that we read, the desert mothers and fathers, they, they did not want to be in the world system, so they went out in the desert, and then people came out to the desert to talk to them because they felt like, this is killing us over here. We need some help. And then Benedict and Scholastica, Francis and Claire, they had like little orders of people that gathered around particular rules, rules and rhythm of life, like they ate at a certain time, they prayed at a certain time, they did these things. Um, and then there was Ignatius. Ignatius was like, pray for like five minutes. Do the exam and consolation, desolation, then get out there and do something for somebody. Okay? So he had that kind of being a, a a person that brought action to the world for good to, uh, the good of human beings. And then, you know, when, when Scott and I wrote Spiritual Rhythms for the Enneagram, it was because 
we had through, at that point, 28 years of pastoring, seen different people, like really different people. You know, people who sit down during worship the entire time because they have a contemplative way of being in a worship service. And then people like Jeff who have a laryngeal scream. Did you hear him today? I can't do that. I don't have it. He has a laryngeal whistle in there, right? And there's people who make noises like that. Um, What we want to say is you be you and bring yourself to the glory of God. How is God opening space for you to be with God? And if you don't know the way your heart comes alive, you get to know. Like, God is not going to keep this secret from you. There are ways that you'll, you know, you'll start to sing it, if you will, with me. Oh, my God, I looked upon you. Now my heart has come alive. And there are ways when you know your heart just comes alive. And so, you know, why we're doing this retreat in a couple of weekends is because we don't want to make you like Scott or like Bonnie or Kelly or me or Neil. We want you to be you with God as God created you. And, and do you like that idea? If you're a sloth, go for it. If you're a cougar, ow. <laughs> Find a way to live your best life. Arrange your life, Right? Some Jesus followers left boats and nets or parties to arrange their life for their very best life. I mean, some of us need to leave our work. Some of us need to leave our party. That's all I want to say about that. There just might be a Matthew party, a Matthew tax collector party. Like, okay, all right, good. That's enough at the party. Now let's follow Jesus in this way, right? Oh, yeah, that's great work that you've done, but what? How do we want to be together now? Like, how do we want to be together now? I think. So you might want to leave your blank or rearrange your blank. Don't you love that? Nobody can tell you what to leave or rearrange. That's a conversation for you and God. And as young pastors, we used to tell you what to do. We just did. And then I remember when Hannah came to church, and she said, you know, I'm used to being in churches where I know what the rules are, so I know how to succeed. Remember, Hannah? She's like, this is a little freaky without all the rules. And that weird mission statement you you have, right? Helping people navigate the journey. Well, tell me, am I supposed to turn right or left, right? Am I supposed to take 10 bags or one bag? Do I do I eat the bread? Do I dunk the bread? Do I? Right? Right? (laughs) And the answer is? (laughs) And so if, if you think about this, if you've ever been around a bunch of kids from the same family, I'm the youngest of six, all of us are very different. There are, there are, Things that are a bit the same, but seriously, if you saw us in different places, you wouldn't know we belong together. (laughs) Right? So there's that. I want to say God wants to be with you. And um, yes, yes, I have a lot of grammatical errors today. I did this this morning next to my blown-up suitcase. Can you read this with me? 
So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. Eating, going to work, and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for God. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Let's stand together. So wherever you are, be all there. Don't deny it. Pretend it's not happening. Right? Don't be afraid. Don't be guilty. Don't be ashamed. But be with God here in your life. And just open up your hands to God if you're comfortable with that. Or fold your hands if you need to keep your efforts and energy inside because you're always going out taking care of everybody. Either way, head lifted if that feels graced for you or head bowed. And just take your everyday ordinary eating, sleeping, going to work and walking around life. Place it before God as an offering. Let the goodness of God be with you in what is with whatever the picture was you took. And just hold that picture in your mind's eye, that reality that you saw in your own home or in your own inner prayer closet. And see yourself with God looking at your life. See Jesus and the way Jesus responds to you around your way of life these days. And how Jesus wants to walk with you and, and work with you and show you some unforced rhythms of grace.